credit, and uh, I thoroughly enjoy singing praises to God and uh, making the music. You know, I think of David, uh, really the songwriter of the Bible, and the joy he must have had in expressing his worship to God in, in musical form and, and singing. So uh, there's, if that wasn't a necessary thing, we wouldn't find it in this word. Amen. And worship, I know we have to accept Jesus, and that's the absolute uh, beginning of our faith, but, but there's something that we're not just called to do, but we're in a way biblically demanded to do, and that's worship God. He designed, built us, created us, designed us to worship Him. And when you take and consider real worship, not just a word, but real, genuine to God, about God, worship. It is absolutely immense and powerful. And if the church would come back to that aspect of praise and worship to God, we would see absolute miracles Amen. on a constant basis amongst us because worship to God is what draws God's attention. That's it. Amen. We're going to just go ahead and stand with your Bibles tonight. We're going to get into the Word here for a little bit. This is the word of God. This is the word of God. I will walk in it. I will walk in it. I'll abide by it. I'll abide by it. I'll adhere to it. I'll adhere to it. And I'll stand upon it. I'll stand upon it. For it is my strength. For it is my strength. It is my power. It is my power. And it is my life. It is my life. In Jesus' name. 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 Jesus' name. Praise God. Love you, Lord, and thank you for all your wonderful mercy. Amen. Coming from Hebrews tonight. Hallelujah. Book of Hebrews. Author unknown. There are some leanings to a particular one, particularly Paul, but no proof. But it's a wonderful book of the Bible. Glorifies Jesus. Proclaims his him being the only way. The sacrifice he became the privilege that we have in approaching Him instead of going through the blood sacrifices and all that's involved in, in all things that used to be the case in the Old Covenant but now brings about the New Covenant to us and expressive, very expressive of appreciation to God, appreciation to Jesus for being able to have that personal relationship. No longer is it only the priest that gets to go to the Holy of Holies once a year we can all go to the Holy of Holies and approach God before His Holy Throne through the name of Jesus and the work of the cross. Amen. Can somebody say just praise God for that? Praise God. Awesome. Awesome. Because, due to, another one goes because and due to and because of, and here we go again. Therefore, chapter 2, verse 1. Therefore, we ought, meaning it greatly behooves us. It is necessary. We should ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. We'll read it again. Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed. 
More there meaning superabundance, superfluous, plenteous. Now this is on our part. Catch the word, we ought. We ought to. Why? Because of the therefore. All that Hebrews, now Hebrews has just started, but when usually when you see the word therefore, it's because of the thrust of the gospel message again that all included in the coming of Christ and all that has been given us and afforded us by His name and, and the authority of God. You know, Jesus has the authority. I mentioned that this morning. Over all principalities, all powers. Amen. And He gives us authority in His name to declare that we are children of God and we have that God-given, blood-bought authority to do battle against the enemy who is so prevalent right now and raging again in our society, in our land, really in our world. It is this permission that we've been given to enter into that place, a place of, of absolute just closeness and nearness to God that we've been, if you want to call it a license, a permission, an invitation, whatever, before the throne of God, we've been given and granted that awesome privilege to come and to do that. Therefore, therefore, with all of that being said, we ought to be giving the superabundance of earth attention to the things which we have heard. What have you heard? Those are true. Those are words. We hear things all the time, don't we? We hear the word of God. We hear praise. We hear worship. Anybody ever hear that still small voice speaking to you? Oh, yeah. Is that great? We need to give the more earnest heed to that still small voice. We need to give the more earnest heed to the preaching of the word and the teaching of the word. What does it do? What does the preaching of the word, the teaching of the word, what does that still small voice of God, what does it do with you and individual? Somebody tell me, what does it do? It's yet. Fire. Fire. Something's got to spark the fire. It takes a spark to create a fire. God's trying to use somebody to create a spark in the great big church to start a fire of the Holy Spirit throughout the land. Amen. And it's much needed. Amen? Amen? We have been given everything we need. We've been afforded everything heavenly to minister on earth and be God's institution on earth to resist the devil, to lift up the name of Jesus, to proclaim the goodness of God, to be appreciative and thankful for His mercy and His grace, which all that's powerful with thanksgiving again unto Him draws in the presence of God, the great, wonderful power and presence of the Holy Creator and the supernatural entity. Praise God that wants to bless the church yes, so greatly and richly. Thank you, Lord. Hmm. I think the second word in there may be very probably the most significant. We. We. What's we? We is more than one, right? Mm -hmm. Notice it doesn't say ye this time. It says we. The difference between ye and we is ye is one and we are many. Two to many. We. Plural form. We should be giving the more earnest attention, the more earnest acknowledgement of the receiving of the ministry of God to us again from the things we've heard and the latter part of that concludes of that scripture says lest at any time we should let them slip now this is this is picturesque of a 
uh, an old sailing vessel. It says, let them slip. It's talking about slipping the anchor. You ever heard that term? Let me, Brother Stan here is an old Navy man. And, well, excuse me, he's a Navy man. Right. Right. <laughs> okay. But it, now, I know in his day, he, was, he sailed the big ships that were powered and all this, but in this day, of course, the anchor was a necessary provision in any vessel that sailed because when they set anchor, it held them in place if need be. And of course, anybody here that's been around the boat, you know how the anchor works. But this is talking about when it said, lest we should, uh, at any time, we should let them slip. Or let them slip. This is like turning loose of the anchor rope and going it on your own. Taking the chance and the, the peril of, of the sea and everything that's involved in it. This, this is an expression of the seriousness of turning loose of God and trying to make it our own way and trusting in really nothing instead of trusting in the one who is able to provide everything for us. Security, what's an anchor? One thing, it's a security. If you set anchor and it's tied or, or chained uh, to the vessel, then you have security. Of what? That you're not going to drift. You're in place, right? Am I right? You're in place. It also gives you confidence. A little bit different than security. What's confidence? That as long as that rope is tied to the vessel and anchored somewhere, you can rest assured you're going to be okay, right? So it is with Christ. Lest we let him slip or slip hold of this anchor with him. The writer of Hebrews, other than just here, brings out kind of, he really does an excellent job of surfacing the, that, that nearness and attachment to God that we're supposed to have because it's been offered. This has been offered. We can anchor right here, right? This symbol of our church, by the way, anchored in Jesus, walking in the Spirit. Anchored in the cross. That's our anchor. Without the cross, there's no anchor. As long as we remain anchored, each one of us individually remains anchored in the work of the cross, securely latched down to it, and guess where that rope run, runs to us? Come on. The sea, biblically representative, and most often representative of a place of great trouble. And you know how it gets out there on the open water. It gets pretty rough at times. Storms are, are a whole lot more than a few white caps. You know, the disciples were out there in the boat and, and wind started blowing and things started happening and they became afraid and they became scared and who came to them walking on the water? Of course, it was Jesus. We know that account. First of all, he scared them. Word says he thought he was a ghost. But he wasn't. And the, their security... Jesus just has a way of showing up, doesn't he? He ever showed up for you? Yeah. Amen. Now that, that's a little off, off the scriptures tonight, but let me expound on that a little bit. God's always with us, but he really exposes himself when there's trouble going on. Uh -huh. Come on. He allows us to go through some of it. I believe many times just to really let us know who he is. 
If it could get us out of trouble right off the start, boy, we'd think, okay, God, just come on, buddy, just do this, wouldn't we? But if we go through the trouble and we get out there a ways and we, we turn loose of the rope or somehow it slipped our grip, then we're in treacherous territory. But God's always faithful when, he, when we call on Him and we trust in His security and we trust confidently in Him, He's always there for us. He's always there for us. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast, I'm in verse 2, and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward, how should we escape if we neglect so great salvation? He's... he's Running off of verse 1. How, how should we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? If we let it slip, if we let it go, if it's not dear to us, if it's not precious to us, if it doesn't mean everything to us, we're letting it slip. And I've seen through the years people, and you can see when it starts happening, just kind of turning loose, letting the world kind of drift them off here, get them, get them out of way, and then all of a sudden they can't reach the anchor rope anymore. And before long, they're drifting in turmoil and their life is miserable and they're having all kinds of problems. And, and see, the importance of not letting it slip, not letting go of that anchor rope that we've got, that anchor in Jesus, and guarding it with every bit of what we've got within us to never turn loose and never let it go because it is our soul and steadfast security and confidence to our eternity, much less our blessed help here in this life as we go through it and Amen. right now again we're experiencing troublesome times and I know the powers that be are looking everywhere in the world trying to find a fix for what's going on for a lot of things that's going on uh -huh. I don't have to look very far mm -hmm. I've got an anchor right here and if we firmly attach it to ourselves, we're going to be secure and we can have confidence that we're going to make it. We may go through some rough waters as we already have. We may see some troublesome times. We may see some very, very, very troublesome times. We may see more things that we've never seen before and never thought we would ever see these kind of things. Amen. See, that's the things about the spoiled people of God. They, they got this kind of idea that everything's going to stay fine and they're never going to experience anything at all in the way of trouble. And then when it comes, they're totally knocked sideways. Knocked loose of the anchor, if you will. So if we neglect or we, we don't pay reverence, if we don't revere, and I keep... You're going to find one thing here. This cross gets preached here regularly. Amen. Regularly. It's got to remain before us. The experience of it has got to remain with us, before us. And if we ever lose sight of that, if we ever give up, if we ever let slip all the confidence and the security that attaches us to God the Father through Jesus Christ through the work of the cross, folks, we're losing it, and all we're going to be doing is drifting. We let it slip. So how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation as Jesus brought us, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord 
and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him, being those who walk with Christ. Verse 4, God also bearing them witness, listen to this, both with signs and wonders. What's a sign and a wonder? Oh, hallelujah. Why is that here? There's a reason why it's here. Because this was the gifts of God. This was the, the operation of the Holy Spirit. And signs and wonders come about by Jesus, by the Holy Spirit, and is gifted to the believers if they'll receive it and apply it and exercise it. You've got to have confidence before you can successfully operate in the Spirit, working signs and wonders. How marvelous is that? Listen to what the Word says. And with diverse miracles, all kinds of miracles, hmm. and gifts of the Holy Ghost. Man, this one verse right here is powerful enough to preach for a while. Amen. And gifts of the Holy Ghost. Anybody got gifts of the Holy Ghost? Amen. Anybody here not got gifts of the Holy Ghost? We all know, huh? I know you do. I heard you. I didn't understand what you're saying. I'm not a message interpreter, but I know you've got gifts of the Holy Ghost. We need to be bold with them. Operative. Operative. You can have a million dollars and poke it in a box somewhere and leave it, and you ain't no better off than when you started if you don't use it. Well, how much more value is the gifts of the Holy Ghost that signs and wonders and miracles be worked if we put them in a box and close the lid on them? You say, well, I've got it. Looky here. You ever buy something because you wanted it and you show it to people, look here what I got, look here what I got, but then you put it away and it don't really mean much anymore? I don't, I don't really want <clears throat> to sound negative here, but the gifts of the Spirit will mold if you don't use them. Okay? Come on. Spiritually, let them flow. Let them work. The emphasis in verse 4 is a full operation of the workings of why Jesus came that he granted to the church including believers that we could receive the endowment of power the, the gifting of works of the Holy Spirit that God become powerful in our lives but not just for us to contain that but to let it go there's a flow here there's an emphasis of flow here. It, get, it exceeds as it goes, and it's supposed to flow out. The ministry is supposed to flow out to others, again, to enrich them with this godly presence and this powerful supernatural ability that it becomes the rock in the pond theory, and it just begins to reciprocate, 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 and it really never stops because it, it has effect. The power of God has effect. But the power of God most often works through people. Anointed people that are performing and operating in the ministries that's being talked about here in verse 4. I want to read you something out of 617, same book. You'll turn over there just briefly. 
6.17 Wherein God willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise Who's the heirs of promise? We are. We're the heirs of Say I'm an heir of promise. Go ahead and confess it to yourself. God I'm an heir of promise and you made the promise. I'm the recipient. You're the giver. I'm the receiver. It's been done. It's not like it's getting it's, it's out here in the future that it's coming. Hey it's arrived already. 2,000 years ago it showed up, amen, when Jesus hung on the cross and did what he did. We've been granted. The church has been given everything God is. Willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel. God don't change. Immutability means unchanging. The unchanging God. Confirmed it by an oath. Uh-huh. An oath. God confirmed it by an oath. He said, I'll be your God, you'll be my people. And that's the way it is, right? God don't back up. When he gives an oath, it's, it's set. He doesn't retract it. He doesn't erase it. He doesn't wad it up and throw it away. He gives it, it maintains, it endures until eternity and even through. So God doesn't change his end of it. He has done this, and this is again is a continuation of where we're at over in, in chapter number two. And he says here uh, <clears throat> that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we know that, don't we? We might have a strong consolation. What's a consolation? Uh, it's related to that promise. The promise he makes. A constant an assuredness, a steadfastness in what God says is right. And what God says is true. And what God says is unbreakable and unchangeable. A strong consolation. This is talking about we who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us. You got a hope? Amen. Amen. To lay hold on the hope. Where's the hope? Where's the hope? Who's the hope in? In Jesus. Verse 10, or verse 19. Which hope we have as an anchor of the soul. Which hope we have as an anchor of the soul. We are attached to hope. It anchors our soul. We got the end of this thing in this part of us way down in here that's attached to Christ Jesus the Lord, anchored firmly in Him. We're steadfast both sure and steadfast, the word says, and which entereth into that within the veil. You see where we're anchored at here? Uh Where's the anchor at now? In the veil. Inside the the Holy of Holies. Man. We've got an anchor rope. There's an anchor in the Holy of Holies. And guess what? That's where we're anchored. Because in the Holy of Holies is the presence of God, right? So we're secure in that. We're secure if we don't let it slip. If we don't allow it to drift. There's a whole lot of drifting going on, folks. There's a whole lot of drifting going on. People are turning loose of the hope that anchors them to the assurity of eternity. 
and they're going adrift into the ways of the world and leaving behind the greatest hope and the greatest blessing that they can ever possibly have in any way. Amen. The Lord. Jesus Christ. I want <clears throat> to spend the last few minutes of this service in prayer. <clears throat> the word preached lays the foundation for the movement of the Holy Spirit, for the gifts of the Spirit to operate, for the ministry to flow. The Word should excite us into activity. It, it is a catalyst, per se, for motion. The Word tells us to provoke one another. That ain't a light word, by the way. Buddy, I'm going to provoke you. Come on. Praise God. Spiritually. I know that was fit. I had to do an object lesson. Sometimes we need to shake folks. You got gifts of the Spirit. What's the matter with you? You're holding it in. Turn it loose and bless somebody. Bless the Lord, first of all. Amen. Man, there's abilities, there's, there's miracles, there's wonders, there's signs, there's all these things that God has sent the way of the church not to lay idle, not again to put in a corner and cover it up or put in a box and put a lid on it and keep it stuffed away somewhere. It's to turn it loose and let it go. I was just going to say, if you turn to... Is it, it's one I've been chewing on for a while. First uh, Timothy four fourteen through sixteen kind of goes along. Oh, tell us, brother. Come on. Uh, it says, do not neglect the gifts that are in you, given to you by prophecy, with the laying on the hands of elders. Uh, meditate on these things. Give yourself completely to them, that it may be your progress may be known to everyone. Uh, take heed to yourself and to your doctrine and continuing or in doing these you will save both yourself and those who hear you give the more earnest heed that fits Amen. give the more earnest heed to these things plow a deeper rope throw a broader net cast further get more involved be energized beyond what you're energized today. Turn your expector up. This one. Uh-huh. Amen. Turn your expector up. Quit expecting the normal, the status quo, the <laughs> mediocre, because God is not a status quo, mediocre God. He is a great God able to pour into the church and every believer and furnish them with everything possible. Amen. Do what this word says. We're going to pray. I'm trying to preach again. We're going to pray. Now. It all goes together. Thank you all for your prayer and your faith. Yeah. I just get oil all over my strain. They don't function. Just praise the Lord through this song. It's the old Thank wrecked cross. Um, I can see. I believe. I believe. I believe.
you know those old hymns they just really touch it oh, yeah. an old sailor like John says
Go get them. I'm going. Go All in all, with all going on, we have a good day. God yes. bless. We've seen the miracle working power. Hallelujah. Y'all gather up right up here in the midst of these other girls. All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just gather around these youngsters tonight. And we just lift them up to you, God. You're God that can take care of us, Lord, and take care of them. And we just bring them before you. God, to minister to their lives, Lord God. Father, to open their hearts and just help them to see the goodness that you are, that you're always there for them, Lord, that God, you'll supply for them. You'll keep them. You'll guide them, God. You'll counsel them. You will grant them the purity of life in you, Lord. And I just pray, God, for each and every one, from the youngest to the eldest, I just ask you, God, minister in their lives. Show them who you are, God. Help them to seek and search for you, Lord, and look for you, God, and to find the joy that's in you. They may, I don't, they may be here tonight with no joy whatsoever, but you're a God of joy. Yes. I just pray, God, that you, yes. you establish a joy in their hearts and their lives, God, that they can understand and know and personally experience the, the power and the strength that the joy in the Lord is. And God, just be with them, keep them, and protect them, and shield them, and, and Father, the, be in their refuge and their shelter. I just pray, God, just keep them in and, and watch over them and be with them in all things. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise God. God bless. Amen. Hallelujah. See y'all next time. You're dismissed. Go clean up. That's what we got. Go clean up. You go help. Don't, don't get baby. Don't get distracted by the baby. Go get. <laughs>